0: Hi, this is Timothy Pig, and I want to welcome you to Text Driven Podcast, a podcast put out by the Ministry of Fellowship Church in Southwest Florida. Text Driven Podcasts exist to equip you to know God and make Him known through text-driven preaching and practice. To learn more about Fellowship Church, visit our website, fellowshipchurch.co. On this episode of Text-Driven Podcast, um, we're going to talk about how to cultivate a text-driven way of thinking. Now, most of what I'm going to share in this episode is going to come out of a great resource. Uh, If you have not, I want to encourage you to purchase this book. It's a book called Think Biblically, Recovering a Christian Worldview. And the author of this book, actually the editor of this book, is John MacArthur. Uh, We have all certainly been blessed by the ministry of Dr. MacArthur and what he has uh, done in the realm of expository preaching and really standing for truth throughout his ministry. And he is the editor of this work along with his faculty at the Master's College. And what he does in the book is outline what it means to be thinking biblically, putting the Bible as the framework for how a Christian goes about their everyday life. Now, to kind of give you an overview of the structure of the book and and how it's uh, written, it is divided into two main parts. Part one is laying out the biblical foundation. That's kinda gonna be where we're gonna talk about today. In part two, it's talking about the biblical formulation. And there it's gonna how to think biblically about certain topics such as masculinity and femininity, how to think biblically about worship and music, and such as biblical counseling, how to think biblically about the sciences and history and the way to approach economics and art and literary uh, works, and also how to think biblically about uh, the church and state. So What he does in the second part of his book is he takes his foundation of thinking biblically and applies it to to virtually every area of life. So what I wanna do in this episode, however, Is I want to deal with really his introduction first chapter and second chapter and what this is going to do is is help you uh, to be thinking biblically about uh, your life the things that you're going through really what is the foundation for what it means to be text-driven in your life. Now, we must begin with defining what a worldview is. That might be a new concept to you. Let me give you some resources uh, of who you can look to to understand what a worldview is, kind of get you a definition. Uh, First, there's a guy by the name of James Sire. Much of what he writes is in that biblical worldview concept. You pick up uh, his book. He's got one called The Universe Next Door that is a great resource for you. Uh, Another book that you might want to pick up is Nancy Piercy. She wrote the book Total Truth, a fantastic book as well. Go ahead and grab that. Put that in your library as well. Uh, Francis Schaeffer, How Shall We Then Live, is another excellent work on cultivating this biblical worldview or a text-driven life. So here in uh, MacArthur's book, Think Biblically, in his introduction, he gives a definition. So uh, on the opening page, he says, What is a worldview? This is in that second paragraph. A worldview comprises one's collection of presuppositions, convictions, and values from which a person tries to understand and make sense out of the world and life. Let's talk about that definition for just a second. He says a worldview comprises one's collection of presuppositions. What is a presupposition? A presupposition is what you believe about a matter uh, prior to thinking through it, okay? We have certain presuppositions. For instance, for Christians, our presupposition is that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That presupposition about our understanding that every person in humanity is a sinner who is separated from God in need of redemption should shape everything we think about. It should shape your parenting. It should shape how you do your job. It should shape how you relate to your boss. It should shape how you talk to your neighbors. So that presupposition, that understanding that all men are sinners separated from God, is is foundational to how we go about our life. And then he also says it's our convictions. It's the things that we hold as true. It's those bedrock items and what we value. So to look at the definition again, he says this, a worldview comprises one's collection of presuppositions, convictions, and values from which a person tries to understand and make sense out of the world, when you see all the chaos that's going on, when you see all the bizarre things that are happening in the world, how do you make sense of that? How do you understand it? Do you understand it as chaos or do you understand it as under God's sovereignty? Those two main categories, chaos or sovereignty, is what forms your worldview, And as Christians, we need to have a biblical worldview. He gives another definition here at the end of that same paragraph. He says a worldview is, first of all, an explanation and interpretation of the world. And second, an application of this view to life. So now that you see what's happening on the news every single evening, you uh, hear it, you intake it, you need to have an understanding of how to explain it, how to interpret it, but then also, how will you take what you have explained and interpreted and apply that to your life? That is a biblical worldview. Now, when I typically preach about biblical worldview, I will use this illustration. Uh, A biblical worldview is the glasses, are the glasses that we wear to see our world. Uh, I have been wearing glasses uh, since I was a kid. Uh, Whenever I do not have any type of corrective lens, whether it be a contact lens or glasses on, everything around me is blurry. But the moment I put on my glasses, the moment I put on my contacts, I am able to see the world around me more clearly. That's the same thing we're talking about with a biblical worldview. We want to put on the glasses of scripture so that we can understand and we can apply what is happening all around us in a way that is honoring and glorifying to God. Remember, Scripture teaches us that whatever our hand finds to do, we are to do it unto the glory of God. The only way you and me as Christians can do that effectively is if we are operating out of a biblical worldview, or to put it in the name of this podcast, if our lives are text-driven. So one of the things that we need to grasp is that the Bible is the book that informs our worldview. To put it like we were just talking about, the Bible are the glasses that we wear in order to see the world around us carefully, critically, and constructively. So, with that understanding of what a worldview is, we need to dive into a little bit more Uh, effectively, this concept of why the Bible is sufficient for that matter. Uh, On page 22 of MacArthur's book, Think Biblically, he quotes the Westminster Confession of Faith. Listen to what he says. He says, The whole counsel of God, this is quoting the Westminster Confession of 1647, the whole counsel of God concerning all things necessary for his own glory, Man's salvation, faith, and life is either expressly set down in Scripture or by good and necessary consequence may be deduced from Scripture, unto which nothing at any time is to be added, whether by new revelations of the Spirit or Traditions of man. Notice what he says. Uh, if we are going to do what is necessary for the glory of God concerning salvation, faith, life, it is expressly put in God's word and it comes to us by consequence of the truthful understanding of the word of God. And this is so important because many times we walk around claiming Christianity. There are people that walk around, they claim to be Christians, they claim to be followers of God, but in their practical life, in the way that they live their life, they are undermining the fact that they claim to be following the Bible. Uh, MacArthur says on page 23, he says, numerous churches are replacing uh, preaching the heralding of the word of god the second timothy 4 verse 1 and 2 the preach the word for carnal amusements Uh, it's sad isn't it you can walk into a church and you can find what more resembles a secular assembly than what resembles a sacred congregation And we need to be careful as Christians that what we do when we gather for church, when we live our lives, that it is distinctly marking us out as being sanctified saints, set apart followers of Christ. And the book that enables us to do that correctly in a manner that is honoring and pleasing to the Lord is the scripture. So uh, we see in, in that opening chapter that one of the things that MacArthur does is he gives a strong argument for the authority and the sufficiency of Scripture. I'd encourage you really spend some time in that first chapter of Think Biblically and look at how he explains uh, Psalm 19 verses 7 through 9. He talks about all the different uses of the, of, uh, the word and all the benefits of the word and all that kind of stuff. I really Think, you will find it edifying for your soul. Now, chapter two is equally as helpful. And in chapter two of Think Biblically, what he does is he's cultivating, it's called cultivating a biblical mindset. How do you have a biblical mindset? And that second paragraph of chapter two, this is what it says. This chapter builds upon the fundamental idea that a human mind, that one is redemptively focused on Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, plus being renewed regularly by Scripture, is then receiving a quality education from the perspective of a Christian worldview, will be the mind that achieves the greatest gains and experiences the least waste. At the very opening line of of chapter 2 and Think Biblically, he quotes this famous saying, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Any mind that is not text-driven is being wasted. The only mind that is truly working out in a correct way, in a good way, in a non-wasteful way, in a successful way, is a text-driven mind. Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as he Within himself, so he is. And if we want what we are to be successful, if we want what we are to be good, to be edifying, to be a worship unto God, then the only way that is possible is if we are thinking in a text-driven fashion. A person who thinks righteously, he says on page 38, will tend to act righteously. And conversely, a person who thinks sinfully will act sinfully as a habit. So if you want to be text-driven, you must be thinking about the text. If you are thinking about the text, if you are thinking about scripture with the understanding that God's word does not return void, that God's word is profitable in many aspects for us to be the man and woman of God that is adequately equipped to glorify him and good works, then we must be thinking the Bible. To not think the Bible is, will result in not acting in the manner that God has prescribed. So one becomes intellectually and spiritually what he thinks. I love that he quotes here at the bottom of page 38 of chapter 2, Romans 8, 5. He says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So we just need to ask ourselves the question, don't we? Are we text-driven in our thinking? Are we setting our mind on the Spirit? That's text-driven. Or are we setting our mind on the things of the world? That is to set your mind on the flesh. And when you think about who we are when we set our mind on the flesh, there is a litany of biblical passages that explain to us a sinful mind. Uh, on page 39 in chapter 2, he lists about 12 of them. Let me just share some of them with you. Romans one twenty-eight: our mind is debased. 2 Corinthians 3.14, it is hardened. 2 Corinthians 4.4, it is blinded. Ephesians 4.17, it is futility. Ephesians 4.18, it is darkened. Colossians 1.21, it is hostile. Colossians 2.4, it is deluded. Colossians 2.8, it is deceived. 1 Timothy 6.5, it is depraved. 2 Timothy 3.8, it is corrupted. Titus 1.15, it is defiled. Uh, This is what the mind is if not set on the Spirit. When you set your mind on the flesh, all of those things I just listed there from page 39 of Think Biblically is what your mind actually is. So we have a wasted mind if it is not a mind that is set on the Spirit. The only way your mind can be set on the Spirit is if you have a text-driven mind. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening today to uh, Text-Driven Podcast. Uh, If you'd like to know more about the ministries of Fellowship Church, I want to remind you, go to our website, www.fellowshipchurch.co. I look forward to being back with you. When we come back next time, we're going to continue looking at this second chapter in Think Biblically and helping us understand what it means to be text-driven. Hey, God bless you. Hope you're having a great day, and I look forward to sharing more with you very soon.